So I think one of the ultimate flexes would be, one of the ultimate flexes would be to be transported in a ice bath, like a standing ice bath that you're encased in, much like, you know, Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, meanwhile, you're being basically like chauffeured around, pushed around on this mobile ice bath as you are encased in the ice. But the wheels of the apparatus that's transporting you in the ice bath is much like the regenerative braking of a Tesla through the power of osmosis, distributing miles into your muscle fibers in your legs so that you're acquiring miles and steps, all while running a wellness company on your cell phone. So I was reading this article um, about uh, Elon Musk vacationing in Portofino, which is whatever. It's, you know, they do that. You know, billionaires, they have the wherewithal. And then, uh, but the weird part is, and, and he's such a, tr he's such a tr trivial, well, interesting a person to do a take on like that because he was with his son. He's got like five, six, he's got like six sons. He's got triplet sons, twin sons, and then the one that he named after like a, like a chemi chemistry equation. And then um, and I guess he's got like surrogate kids with somebody the dude's just on he's just he's getting after it um but uh the weird part what i found interesting was that his ex-girlfriend grimes who he had who he had the the chemistry equation with she was vacationing at the same hotel so it was interesting that it was like like their exes but and I'm sure they cross paths because they share a child. But he's also there with just one, one of the sons. One of the, seventeen. It was a seventeen-year-old. And, uh, but it was just kind of like I don't know. Is she there? Does she know she, he's at the same hotel? And when he checks in, and they swipe his card for incidentals, is there like a weird? almost nervous tension as far as whether the card will clear at that point or is that kind of <laughs> that would be the strangest thing huh like Elon Musk checks in he's like uh, okay uh, we need to swipe your card for incidentals and uh, <laughs> and he's like okay I hope it gets approved um, but I was just kind of you know in the mornings I like to scroll through like to see what's going on in the day and check my emails and all I, I like like most normal people and I got this I got this email from um, Laguna del Sol Laguna de Balsac Laguna de Tata and it says welcome naked man is here come one come all book a book a camping spot they're going fast and then it and then it went down a couple lines and it said and Get a good spot, but 
you have to occupy the tent. You can't just leave it as a place marker. Which I'd already, I'm, a, I'm already a week in. You know, I've been up there a couple night, one one night, couple days, and because uh, I'm fucking, uh, well, my because my lady went down during the week, and we're trying to help her get back on her feet, and um, so I kind of got pulled away from that a little bit, and um, tying up loose ends. But I feel like the email was directed at me. I feel like it was uh, kind of a, <laughs> although that's what selfish, insecure people do is like they 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 read an email, a, a generalized email, to you know, a large population, and then they think that it's kind of a snarky email directed at them. Um, but I don't. Uh, again, like. It wasn't my uh, wasn't my intention. Although I, I do got I, I it, it's been a busy week. It's just I'll, I'll just put it that way. A um, lot of uh, fuck, just my twenty one year old was up here. It was my mom's birthday. I took us out Friday night, uh, which was great. My youngest was with my twenty one year old. So my I got my two of my daughters uh, my lady showed up after work um, and I had a couple of bourbons and we had some laughs we were talking about um, we were just talking about oh about the guy on, a, on the on the Amtrak that got, that got booted off the train like in the middle of the Utah desert I don't know how that came up, but uh, we were talking about Utah or the desert or getting, taking the, oh, because uh, my youngest was talking about taking the train up to Humboldt State to see her friend when school starts, but then somehow it came up with this guy who got booted off in the middle of, because there was like, like a zero tolerance policy like a couple of years ago during the lockdown, like if you vape smoke anything on the tr- on the train or you don't wear your ma- mask or you have to keep, be, keep repeatedly being told being reprimanded about something you'll just there there's zero tolerance they just launch you like regardless of where like they don't they don't wait to the next station evidently because when i saw this guy being escorted off like we were in the middle it was like the arches national park you know it was like big rock formations lots of typical sandy desert you know and then way off in the distance you could see a high uh, some kind of road or a highway maybe but it was something but the car i mean it was a it was a hike it was a ways if if homeboy was gonna have to hitchhike it was a bit of a trek across the desert there but uh but then uh but that's utah and that's train travel man and that's what's up and uh but it, it was a fun it was a fun night and then um saturday what was so so then um so i'm trying to get back out to laguna it wasn't i just get distracted that's the i think that's the problem is i get distracted um i'm easily distracted for one um so I'd been building up to the dinner um, because my sister was trying to 
put together something as well for the next night, and uh, but I couldn't. I just couldn't make that. I was trying to get back out to the retreat, and I thought to myself, "Well, I'll stay in town. I'll stay in town Saturday night." Uh, my lady was pissed at me for some reason. I don't know. Probably something to do with me not paying attention or something. I don't know. Not listening. I don't. I wasn't really paying attention, but. What we ended up doing, because she was kind of in a bad mood, and so we, um, she she wanted to get away, so she wanted to go find a movie, see a movie, and uh, she likes horror movies, but nothing was really like ins- the Insidious movie was playing, but it wasn't until like ten or eleven, so we saw. Uh, so I invited myself along, because uh, I had made the trek back to enjoy the weekend with her. Uh, the coffee was better. I, we have better coffee at the house. Let's face it. Like, I was, I was, you know, I was joking to my mom. You know, I carry my my backpack everywhere with me, and then it's got the three years of tax returns. It's got uh, oh, because I was sharing some uh, a bottle of water. If it was it was hot, uh, obviously Saturday it was hot, and I said I brought I brought some water if you need it. It's my backpack along with three years of tax returns, um, a can of coffee. Um, Three days clothing, um, a frisbee, um, my Father's Day gift, and a word that rhymes with orange. So, um, but the can of coffee is just a backup. But if that is, if I go back out to the retreat, and the truth be known, like if they, I've, okay, look, truth be known, I've lost a few tents out there. I just wander off, right? I get distracted. I set up. I enjoy my time. I do love it out there, um, but I get distracted. I start. I wander off, and um, so I've lost a couple of tents, a few tents, probably. I think. So they end up. They just. I don't know. At some point, they just discover that I've kind of gone walkabout, and uh, they. I guess probably take it to the lost and found. I don't know, but it becomes more of a donation at that point, right? Because you always got to be prepared. In my event, in my in the case of my situation, you've always got to be prepared to walk away from something to walk away to let something go it's they're just possessions they're just things like uh like the quote in fight club you know the the things that you own eventually end up owning you so i'm not gonna i don't need to do that i don't need to worry about that i'm not gonna let it so um so i might still have a setup out there i'm not sure but if not somebody's got my tent and I'm not going to talk shit about the tent. I do need a new tent. I could use a new tent. This might be a subconscious effort to talk myself into getting a new tent. Um, even though I've just been shelling out all kinds of money. I, uh, my youngest RAV4, uh, the check engine light, um, was taken into the shop. I needed like new headlamps or taillights. Uh, it had to you know, needed a multi-point inspection. So I donated a few hundred to that. Um, I paid off the Airbnb um, that we're going to in the second week of August. And then my mom's birthday dinner with my 21-year-old and my youngest and my lady. That was pretty, that was pretty little tab but we over the Shangri-La is nice though it's kind of a, a weird kind of um hipster spot with craft drinks and the guy up at the bar was telling me like why Maker's Mark sucks and why the craft bourbon that he 
recommended as good because some dude made it like in his apartment in Manhattan or some shit. I don't know. And, uh, but, but see, money is just there to be, it's, uh, it's like, I think, was it Norman Mailer said, uh, money is just authority stamped on paper. It's worthless unless you use it and enjoy it. And that's my intent, even though, um, man, yeah, like I say, this, this week, uh, I loaned, uh, or I gave some money to, uh, my son to go, he was going to see the, the new Ninja Turtle movie produced by Seth Rogen. Um, my producer daughter had to get some groceries for my, uh, my lady, well, or for the house rather, when I was out at the retreat. So I just kind of compensated her for her time, which was awful nice of her. So... And then the state fair, the last night of the state fair was yesterday. And so I was trying to cajole my lady into taking her out there, going with her. I'd, I'd buy her, I'd buy the tickets if she, and uh, she could buy the turkey legs. <laughs> so uh, as we speak, that hasn't happened yet because it is the day before today. And so... There's precious few hours left. The clock's ticking on the end of the state fair. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what takes shape. But I'm speaking to you from the past. From the past. But the movie we went to go see was Haunted Mansion, the Disney movie, which sucked. But we went into it with no expectations. And it was quite an experience, and I'll tell you why. Because um, the one clip that they show on the preview where Owen Wilson is talking about uh, he's, re- he's responding to something and it was a funny little clip that is the funniest part of the that is the funniest part of the movie it's not a necessarily a comedy it's not a horror it's just kind of a Disney movie right and it kind of sucked and I must and I thought to myself because like um, who else was in it a lot of people were in it uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it I felt like she was kind of a wasted, bit of a wasted role, uh, but she's a horror movie icon, uh, as well as a legendary actress. Uh, and then, oh, Tiffany Haddish was in it. Who I, I like her comedy. It's just that this movie was kind of wasted on her. Like if I ran into her in person, I would ask her, "Well, I hope you got paid very well for this because this movie sucked." But again, we didn't go into into it with a lot of expectation and it was kind of enjoyable just to get a big bucket of popcorn my lady wanted to put that wd-40 butter flavoring that facsimile of butter um she just drowned it in that shit so we we ate about half a bucket of popcorn and then i got an icy i got a cherry icy of all things like the uh the the lobby of a of present day movie theaters is in my opinion quite depressing because everything's automated there's kind of a geeky guy kind of there to direct you his name's probably Brad and uh, kind of get you up to speed on how to purchase tickets your tickets are then assigned to you then you go to the uh, the concession stand and then you've got to deal with like a kind of a snarky pimple faced kid behind the counter telling you that uh, you are in control of the butter so if you order butter you have you have to go get it yourself 
and the candy's all garbage because it's like there's boxes, but inside the boxes there it's all in plastic. So it's kind of like it's kind of like back in the day when you open a bag of Lay's potato chips and there's like three chips, right? It's kind of a it's it's a bit of a tease. So, um, so you get pounded for that. You get pounded for the the drinks, the popcorn, the snacks, and then you go in and then you gorge on uh, stuff that your body doesn't know what to do with. So, but it's a guilty pleasure. And then uh, later on that night, about three thirty in the morning, it came back to like it. This was a bad like my body was like, what 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 have you done? Like what have you just subjected yourself to? Because this is not good. And uh, so, uh, but I could all, I mean, for all intents and purposes, my age has probably a little bit to do with that. Um, but I'm combating that. I'm, I'm combating the uh, unstoppable, uh, the unstoppable journey of time on my body by still getting out in the mornings. Although I've backed off a little because I was, I was getting tired getting up with my lady early, hitting it hard, doing it, you know, 10 miles every other day. And in between doing a, at the bare minimum, I gotta, I gotta put, you know, five miles in. Uh, but I started kind of like listening to my body because I have burnt out before. I have hit the wall and where I just didn't want to hear it from anybody. I didn't want to listen to anybody. I didn't want to deal with anybody. My body was aching and I needed just, re- well, recovery, just real recovery. So now I've backed off a little. I still got to, I have to minimum do five miles, but uh, I sprinkle in the, the, not weights, but like pull-ups and stuff like that. Some free weights. Um, But I I just, um, I have to, I have to take a more armchair kind of relaxed role in this. Because again, I'm not training for the Olympics. I'm not training for the national championships. Um, I've been obsessed kind of watching um, some of the old world championship races leading up because we've got the world championship, world athletics championships in Budapest are coming up, uh, like the 18th of August. Is that right? The hell, the hell, the hell going on y'all. Uh, yeah. Friday, August 18th through Sunday, August 27th, nine days, nine and, uh, but what's happened in the meantime? Lots. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Non-binary runner Nikki Hiltz breaks the American record in the mile, which had been held since 85 by Mary Decker Slaney. The great Mary Decker. America's sweetheart back in the 80s who got tripped up by Zola Budd in the 84 Olympics and didn't finish, got carted off in abject horror, uh, but was a phenom. Um, God, she used to run like, I think she was competing against collegiates in like high school and, or competing against like national class runners in, um, in high school. She was like a phenom, but she held, she held the women's American record in the mile for 38 years now? 50, yeah, 38 years. It was 416. Uh, 0.71 she ran in Zurich in 85. 
Um, oh, gosh. On August 21st, 85. So almost 38 years. Almost a full 38 years ago. She ran 416.71. Nikki Hiltz in the race that Faith Kipgion from Kenya broke the world record. So she ran 407. The old record, the old world record, 412. And she just obliterates it. 407. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's like somebody probably running like 339 in the mile right now in the men's. But good for her. Good for Nikki Hiltz. Um, came from Aptos, California. She uh, ran at U- University of Oregon and Arkansas. Um, I-, I think I referred to her as a lesbian, but she's non-binary. I don't know. It's all good. I don't care. As long as it's... As long as it's... As long as she just wins the race, man, I don't care. Or at least they recognize it as the... It's a women's American record, you know? Um, It's just... uh, It just gets confusing. Now they're opening, like, non-binary divisions in, like, the New York City Marathon and stuff. It just kind of dilutes... To me, it dilutes the, the field. Like, you just want the best of one side and you want the best of the other side. Um, although there is a lot of parody now. There's a lot of parody happening in the league. Um, not when you get down to races as short as the mile, but like um, like Courtney DeWalter. She just broke the course record at Hard Rock 100 in Littleton, Colorado. Now she's doing the UTMB. Like, she's she's really kind of closing that gap although it's just one individual but still like she was uh, I think fourth was she fourth overall in the western states 100 and now she was like sixth overall in the hard rock 100 so like she's running she's basically competing with the men like she's making the men look stupid right um but uh shout out to Alicia Monson who uh Broke the American record in the women's 5,000 at uh, the London Diamond League meet. She ran 14.19 to take more than four seconds off the uh, the current American record. Fucking just, just beastly. 14.19. That's that's fucking beastly. Um, but these women are just killing it. And then Kristen Haria, the climber, mountain climber, alpinist. Who went after Nims Day's Nims Purge's record for the fourteen eight thousand meter peaks? She just broke it. She just beat his record. I mean, that was like, how long did that last? A year, two? I don't know. But I mean, he just crushed any word of any um, anybody seemingly coming near the record that was originally held, I guess, I guess kind of recognized that it wasn't, I guess, an established record. It was just a historical um, sequence of things where when Reinhold Messner did all 14 peaks uh, of, the eight, of the 8K over a course of like whatever it was, seven years or something, 12 years. But he did it without oxygen. He's a freak. 
But then Nims Persia, the, the great Nepalese ex-Burka, Gurkha, Burka, Gurkha, Burka. <laughs> what are you? I'm a Gurkha, not a Burka. Uh, he did it in seven months, and people were just like, that doesn't even make sense. That's fucking go to hell, get out of my face. That doesn't go to hell. That doesn't even, you just, you, lie, you lied to me. But, he, but it's true. Um, and he did it in badass fashion. Again, this guy that like did his rucking, rucksacking at 2 a.m., running 20 kilometers at like 10,000 feet. Like, what a beast. But now, now this woman, Christine, Kristen Haria, um, she had one peak left with a little bit of time left. She, evidently, I guess she'd ran out of money. And had made a plea on Instagram for a donation of some sort. It's kind of like what Ed Stafford did when he was walking the length of the Amazon. Um, just put out a plea for some funds. Because that shit ain't cheap. I know, man. I go through a lot of tents. I go through a lot of tents. <laughs> uh, which I think should be the name of this podcast. I go through a lot of tents. I go through a lot of because uh, because you've you've got to you've got to have accountability you gotta um, I don't know I just threw that in there I'm just kidding I don't even know what that means it's not even connected to anything other than that I've just been listening to um, um, watching the races watching the build up for the world athletics championships but watching races that, uh, watching the NCAA champs, watching uh, Kai Robinson, I listened to an interview of him. I found this new, new to me anyway, podcast called The Running Effect. And it's really good. It's uh, some really good interviews. He, uh, I listened to this guy, his name is Dominic, what's his name? Uh, his name, his name was Bob Myers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, his name, his name is uh, Dominic. Where are you at, boy? Dominic something. Dominic Schleider. Schleider. So he's a big running fan from Ohio. And, uh, and he knows the sport and he's legit and he's having some good convos. I was just listening to Bob Kennedy, talking to Bob Kennedy. He was, he was talking to Bob Kennedy. Uh, one of the first, one of the, uh, a ha- only a handful of true freshmen to win the NCAA Cross Country Championships. Uh, Got to remember when that happened. That was 87? Yeah. Or 88. And, um, but he had some good, he had some interviews with uh, Sean McGordy, who just made the team in the 5,000 and 10,000 for the World Athletics Championships. That's what was interesting. Because it goes into, he goes into depth. He talks to Kai Robinson, the uh, Australian who runs for Stanford, who, won, who doubled, won the 5 and 10K at the NCAAs. He knows it's, it's legit, but when you talk to these people in depth, you understand, like, they're really, truly, like, it, like, I look at it, I look at it as a sport that is enjoyable to watch and think about and then train to a point, but you there's a fine line or an invisible barrier that you got to kind of punch through 
when you're running full-time or you're on an NCAA program or you're signed by Nike where it now it's a job. And so I forget, I, I forget that sometimes, but it can, it, it can, it can take away from the enjoyment of just a pure kind of, uh, like I, I really get into the, uh, the, the fantasy of the potential fantasy of running these races, whether I do it or not like I did the Rio del Lago, but it was really, it's more dilute. I get delusional and then I come back to earth. And, um, but these guys are talking about it, like talking through injuries, talking through training, talking through exhaustion, fatigue, how they feel, um, and all the other factors in between. So it becomes a way of life, which is what steered me kind of away from an obs- an, obsess- an obsession with all of it. Uh, because I was, well, when, particularly after my freshman year at Humboldt, I just decided, well, there's more to life than just focusing all your exploits around training. So you've got to kind of diversify a little, you know, get off subject, do other things, go see a movie, go camping, go do shit that runners tend to uh, shy away from because they've got to get up early for a run or they got to eat something properly or something specific or do something in... You know, uh, something gets in the way of just natural life. But but his interviews are really good. He, I listened to him talk to uh, Connor Mance, which is interesting because it was like, there was a whole Mormon aspect to it. Like, you know, he was asking like, well, do you feel, uh, <laughs> do you feel like you're, do you feel bad the way that they, people tease Mormons and stuff? And I thought, well, that's a weird question. Like, why would you, I mean, it's, 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 you know, the associate the mere notion that you go to BYU there is that association with the fact that you are yeah we know you're a Mormon we get it I love Mormons we were talking like I say we were talking about all the Mormons we ran into at 3 a.m. in Salt Lake City when we pulled into the uh, pulled into the station after kicking the one guy off the middle of the desert and we pulled into Salt Lake City at 3 a.m. and there's like Jack Mormons all over the I mean just littered the streets were littered there was a Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, 3 a.m., and we're pulling our our carry-on luggage and, you know, our, our luggage on wheels. We're just dragging through the streets of uh, Salt Lake City at 3 a.m., walking through homeless encampments that are lodged underneath overpasses and stuff like that until we got into, like, the main, the heart of the city where we were staying at this timeshare. But, the, but it, it, it was popping. I mean, there's people all over the, like, and what was funny was when I was telling this to my mom and, and Chloe, even my, my 21 year old, um, up from LA, there was another table next to us with some people. And the lady, one of the ladies at the table turned around and said, that's right. Yeah. They are like that. That's what happens at 3am. I'm like, Whoa. Like she just kind of chimed in and I don't, that's cool. Like the more the merrier, but like she knew what I was saying. Like, she's like, yep. That's what's going on. There's Jack Mormons. That, and I'm, but I like Mormons. I love Mormons. They're the nicest people. They're the best. Some of my closest friends in high school were Mormons. But uh, I would never tease them about their belief system. Although it's a little wacky. It's a little wacky. Because uh, I think... Did I... Did I refer to it as a cult? I mean, all that stuff's kind of cultish, right? 
because it all leads to like the dude running it is a dude it's always a dude and he's telling you what to do and uh what to eat and who to bang so uh (laughs) so that's it's just mormonism man it is what it is but the the interview with with connor mance was semi-interesting um he's obviously because he's a mormon and he doesn't party he's not as gregarious as say some of the other runners i i knew in the past who you know like to tip a few back drink some beer um you know do stuff kind of off the beaten path but he's again one of those guys that he's like he's a pro like now he's everything kind of centered around a do or die make or break you got to perform and you got to hit this time at the chicago marathon and you got to hit this time at this ten thousand meters on the track which and he's a phenomenal he's he's putting together quite a in the last year he's run 208 in the marathon 337 on the track 27 25 10,000 meters like the dude's a stud um two-time ncaa cross-country champ coached by ed Eystone, one of the greats two-time olympian um but he didn't make any of the championship teams um i think he was in the 10,000 but he didn't um i think it was the usual the usual suspects that made the uh i think it's woody kincaid joe klecker and sean mcgordy in the 10,000 and i even listened to some uh of an interview with woody kincaid with this guy on his podcast but there just seemed to be like this bland element like the second time that Woody Kincaid used the phrase per se, I'm like, eh, I'm done. I'm done. If you're going to keep saying per se, I just can't. I can't get on board with that. Um, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just like, I mean, it, you're better than that, man. Like, you went to college. I mean, um, whatever, whatever. It's all good. It's just, um, there's a lot, you know, you find that you're it can things can be overwhelming and so you it's good to diversify that's because if you don't diversify then you start using the phrase per se more than once in an interview maybe and i don't think that's nerves i think it's just maybe it's fatigue it could very well be fatigue um because when you're doing double duty triple duty um you know the wheels will come off the wheels came off uh for my lady she was going hard she was doing the school doing the work thing uh trying to eat right um no exercise but um staying on top of the house staying on top of getting her uh her son a, an apartment it, it it it's taxing but uh but other than that i don't know maybe part, part of my fatigue uh, in the last week i will i will say that I was reducing my sugar intake and uh, I skipped dinner a couple nights to try and kind of tighten up the old belly fat. I think that took its toll plus a couple of 10 milers during the week and then uh, it just kind of took its toll. But but if I had to say one redeeming aspect to this, to this week in particular is, well, when my, my, 
my daughters came up to have dinner with me Friday night. I was so overjoyed that my youngest brought up my Tahoe hat, which I'd got last, uh, a year ago last 4th of July weekend. And I love that hat, but I left it behind um, when I went down to see the, my twins graduate. So she brought that back up. And so now I've got another, I've been rocking, I've been rocking my Volkswagen hat during the week, plus my Adidas hat. And now I got my Tahoe hat. So every time I drop off my donate, the donations that I pick up from the donor centers over at the processing lab, I, I, I like to fuck with their heads. And I wear a different hat every time just to see if they say something. But nobody said anything yet. So in the course of three, four, three, four times that I make it through, I'm wearing a different hat. <laughs> like, and nobody notices it. Are we so, are we so engrossed, so overly engrossed with our own selves that we don't, that we don't notice? Like, that's part of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cap off by saying this. That's the main reason I like going out to Naked Man the 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 Laguna de Balsac version of Burning Man because I go out there to look at the people. I'm fascinated by people. Um, not not necessarily the ceremony. My lady and I left before the ceremony even started last year. I think we'd been out there for like eight days, and the heat the heat takes its toll for one. But but the reality is like uh, I'm there to just. Being a, an observer, just look at like like an anthropologist. It's more like an anthropology uh, experiment of sorts, just to watch and look at the people. And uh, as I say that, I think they're probably confiscating my tent right now. So I may have to go online and do a plea for some kind of PayPal donation so I can get more gear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but other than that, everything's going uh, fairly well, as well as anything overly overwhelming and confusing and, uh, you know, dividing your time between four different endeavors, like camping, you're late with, you know, camping, camping, work, athletics, training, taking your lady out, seeing a movie. Hitting the state fair, and uh, but I will, I will, and, I'm, and then finally, I just I'm going to cap off by saying I'm seriously considering changing the name of the podcast to Naked Monk Assassins. I just love that. I fucking love that. I like that name. It conjures up a lot of images. And I don't know if I will, but I'm really tempted. I'm really getting close. So that being said, um, hope you guys have a great week. We're going into August now. Be prepared. It's the dog days. Um, the temperature seems to have tempered itself a little, and it's manageable. You always get that early heat wave just to kind of smack you around a little, get you, get you prepared. And then it evens out, you know. We're on a we're on a string of 95s, 96s. And 
and uh, all I got to do is survive a couple, few more weeks. And all of a sudden, it's September. And what do I got going on? There's something in September. Oh, and then down to Santa Cruz to help my youngest move in. And there you go. And there you go. All right. So, other than that, it's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby.